0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of What's Going On, on with your host, Annabelle Caceres, aka the person that you're listening to right now. I do want to start off by apologizing for not posting uh, an episode for a month and some days. It was because I did not have any inspiration to talk about really. And I wasn't really motivated to talk about anything because it was kind of everything was the same thing going on every day. It was mainly coronavirus every single day, so as in quarantine, I didn't really know what to talk about. So now that there's a lot of things going on more recently in the news, and there's a lot more to talk about, I could talk about it. So again, I'm sorry for being so late, there's really no excuse, except for my own mistake. So, yeah. But, um, let's just get straight into it, and start off with the quick topics that I have on my talking points list. So, my friend wanted me to talk about my skincare routine, um, which I've simplified a lot from from previous years. So, n- more recently, I've been using a light cleanser to wash my face. I, sh- I want to start off by saying um, my skin is also from genetics, so I don't break out as much as some people do. Um, my skin's typically pretty clear for the most part. Uh, so, I don't really have to do, I don't really use any acne cleansers. But I use uh, some light cleansers that just take the dirt off of my face and the extra oils and um, dead skin, pretty much. So I usually start off with the Daily Cleanser by CeraVe. Uh, It's a daily moisturizing cleanser, I think it's called, by CeraVe, I think. Or, Or, sorry, it's Cetaphil. By Cetaphil, and then... Um, sometimes I'll use the Julep Love Your Face foaming cleanser. Uh, That's mostly on days when I'm really like breaking out uh, or my terms of breaking out. So I don't use that daily, but both are very light cleansers. So I will go in with those and to exfoliate my face, I'll use an argan oil powder that I just mix some water into it, and I scrub it on my face, and it works as a light exfoliator to get the dead skin cells off of my face. And then to moisturize my face, I will go in with a light argan oil and some First Aid Beauty Daily Moisturizer, and that's pretty much all I've been doing on my face Nothing too intense. I'll obviously do, like, masks a few times, like, a month. Like, I want to say, like, twice a month. And that's pretty much all I do. It's not too crazy. And then just, like, on my body, I'll use a a non-scented body oil or body lotion, depending on whatever I choose. I don't know. So, yeah, that's all I do, really, for my skin but that's for my skin obviously these products are good for sensitive skin or people who aren't acne prone so they are I mean they work for acne prone skin but in my case that's just what I use so feel free to try it um, they're not too expensive the argan oil exfoliator is on the pricier side but everything else is Pretty much in a an affordable range. So, yeah, that's what I do for my skin. And then on my lips, I'll use, like, Aquaphor. And that's, that's all. So, let's see what else is on my list. Uh... <computation> so, just a kind of uh, update on what I've been doing since my last podcast episode... Still been painting, um, that's nothing new since I was, I wasn't working, and I'm still not working, but, um, I've had a, a lot of time to paint, so I painted all of my friends their paintings, and I have more paintings that I'm actually selling, so I have, I think, four paintings that I'm selling, so I have a little income from that, um, I've been practicing the piano again. Um, I brought my piano back from storage. And I hadn't played in six years since ninth grade. But I was previously, I played for eight years. So started very young and then kept going till eighth grade. And that's when I kind of stopped. So... Yeah, that's. It's been a little hard to get back into practicing the piano because obviously I forgot a lot of it. But I'm slowly but surely learning more. I already learned a few songs on the piano that I've been wanting to learn. So that's good. And it's been fun to kind of get back into music. Like, I played the ukulele before in my last podcast. So. Still playing the ukulele, obviously, but now I'm adding piano to that list of instruments I play, or instruments I'm playing. So yeah, that's what I've been doing music-wise. What else have I really been doing? Oh, so in my neighborhood, there's a a pregnant cat. I don't know if I talked about it in my last podcast, but... I think a week after I published that podcast or I uploaded that podcast, the mom gave birth to four kittens and like right in front of our, our house and she'd come for food. Like we feed the outside cats and she came for food. So we would feed her and then she gave birth in front of her, like in front of my window. So she has four cute little babies now and they're very energetic which is kind of stressful because I, we don't want them to walk into the the road and, you know, some of these cars in the neighborhood kind of drive pretty fast. So just a little worried about that, but we're trying to keep them as safe as possible, you know, staying outside with them pretty much the majority of the day. And, yeah, so we that's pretty much what we've been doing, taking care of those little kittens as well as, well as our own because we have – cats in our house from one of our cats I got out and got pregnant and then resulted in having five babies. So now we have seven cats and two dogs, so we can't really take them inside the house as much as we would like to. But either way, we're gonna, once I get old enough, we're gonna find people to adopt at least some of them. So there's not too many more cats in our neighborhood. Um... So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Um, I did want to talk about um, my situation with work. So I am not going to be working this summer. Uh, I usually work full-time during the summer. And that's what I've been doing for two years. I started in 2018. And... Now this summer, I am unfortunately not going to be doing the same thing because I work at a news station, and it runs through a program that I am a part of—a foundation for minority groups uh, who want to go who want to go into journalism or in the aspects of journalism, so like social media and things like that. And my Station suspended the program for the summer because of coronavirus. So I haven't been able to I Haven't been working since March 9th, so I haven't been working this entire time And I Can't really go into the office either because there's a lot of people who aren't the only people who are really going are the reporters anchors and the people who actually run the show from the station. So I it's been a struggle for a lot of people I know. But you know, I've kind of taken this as a an opportunity to work on different things like the podcast and put more focus into things I actually want to do because as much as I love my job, I also like doing social media and things like that and kind of learning new things in that field because journalism isn't like I don't want to say journalism in the news world is not what I want to do so like I've been writing web for I want to say like two years and it's not something that I really enjoy I used to like once I started because I did want to I had a vision of becoming like a reporter or an anchor in high school. And then once I got into the field, I kind of realized the stress and anxiety that it brings. Um, like in the case last summer, when I, like the first day I came back to work, uh, one of my coworkers uh, we found out had actually committed suicide. And, you know, you would have never thought that he was the type of person because he was always happy. He was always joking around like he was he was one of my mentors, I would say. And, you know, hearing that kind of just, you know, that first day, especially coming back from um, college, like my second year of college and then or actually was my first year of college. And then hearing that he had passed away was really hard. But, you know, I've taken that as, you know, he was a happy guy and the stress of work and his life just wasn't something he could really deal with anymore, I I guess. But, you know, sometimes people take a look in their lives, and they realize, you know, maybe they're not happy, but they don't, they fail to realize how big of an effect their death can have on other people, but I want to think that he's in a happy, happier place now, so hopefully, I know his family took it really hard, but I know he's probably in a better place now because before, I, I honestly don't know what he was going through mentally. So, but yeah, anyway. So that's kind of the reason I realized I just the stress that it puts on people and seeing the things that you see in the news world compared to, like, a normal person on the streets is, is, it's not easy, because I've seen a few dead bodies, I'm not gonna lie, and, like, at this point, the reporters that I've shadowed are just used to it, and me, I'm, I, I'm 19. At the time, I was 17 and 18, so I was, it was, it was a huge shock to me, And like, the first dead body I'd seen I was shadowing it was my first year and I was 17 so it was a little shocking to say the least and you know yeah the reporters already know like they, they they see that on the daily so it's nothing new for them and it was kind of weird to see the difference in emotion between me and the reporter or reporters, because I would, I, I mean, it was my first time ever actually, like, seeing a body like that, and I was obviously shocked and just sad for that person, but for them, it's kind of like an everyday thing, so they don't really see, they they kind of shut that out of their minds, because they don't want their emotions to take over, which I get, But it's not something I want to do, honestly, because I don't want to become so blind to the fact that someone died and, oh, it's just an everyday thing. Like, I get it, but it's not, I, I don't know. It's just something I don't want to go into anymore in regards to reporting and anchoring. Even directing and things like that. I just don't want to do that anymore. So I kind of want to take the more social media route of journalism because one that's where everything's going and two it's something I know a lot about um and I've researched a lot about so yeah so that's what I I want to do with work so I've just taken this opportunity to kind of put more focus into what I want to do and my passions and my hopes of field of work so, yeah, I keep saying so, and I'm sorry, I'm still trying to get, I got used to it in the second episode, and now I'm kind of back in, like, the first episode vibe, but anyway, um, the main thing I wanted to talk about in this podcast, which is something I'm sure everyone has heard, because at this point it's become pretty worldwide known, and that's the um, death of George Floyd, um, who was killed. If you didn't know, who was killed by now former officer Derek Chauvin. Um, former officer Chauvin had his knee placed on Floyd's neck for, I want to say, around seven to eight minutes. I'm not too sure on the the time, but it was a significant amount of time that. His knee was on his neck. And along with Officer Chauvin, there were two other officers on the rest of Floyd's body. So it's another case of the killing of a black man who is unarmed and cooperative, but the police saying he was uncooperative. Um, the police were called out on him because he allegedly tried to buy cigarettes with a fake $20 bill. And it just doesn't really make sense to me because it was alleged. They hadn't even proven that it was fake yet or even got to check the the $20 bill before they just arrested him. And then how it escalated to pinning the man down while he was repeat, repeatedly saying he can't breathe. It's just so shocking. It, It's really angering, honestly. If that's even a word. I don't, I don't even know if that's a word right now. But it's it shows the ignorance of white police officers. And I'm going to say racism, honestly. Because it's a white officer yet again killing a another black man who was unarmed and it i i'm it's it was shocking to me and i i don't i it's hard to put words together because it's just so upsetting being me being black and my my mom being black my grandfather being black i'm not i'm not as black, I don't have as much of a percentage as of black in me, but it's still part of my family. So to think, like, if it was my grandfather, who was also a former police officer, was in that situation, and to also know that there's still racism to this day, is just so upsetting. And The protests that have been going on for the past, I believe, five to six days, and the still just the abuse of power from police is honestly just so upsetting and shocking and disgusting because people are fighting for something they believe in, something I believe in, and something a lot of other people believe in and just still tear gassing them macing them pushing them to the ground hitting them with batons and i even saw a video of uh, two police officers punching someone who they already pinned him to the ground and they were just punching him to the head it's just it's disgusting and it it doesn't make any sense and with the t- the tweets Trump are saying, you know, or the tweets that Trump are tweeting out. The difference in when white people were protesting to get a haircut because they were stuck in their house and they they couldn't get a haircut or they couldn't go out to the beach and them calling them very, very good people and then when people are pro- protesting for their actual right to just live as a black person and calling him calling them thugs is just i like i can't even form words that express my anger because just the thought of the president and his blatant racism in his tweets And how some people can still support him. And look, this is my opinion and I have no problem speaking about it. And if you have a different opinion, that's totally fine. I'll hear you out. But this is just what I believe. This is what I was raised on. And I know that people have different beliefs and they were raised completely different from me. But I've just always... Grown up knowing that no matter what, this racism isn't right. And it's just disgusting and it's not something that people should still be doing. But it it still goes on. And it's stressful to try to tell that to people who don't have the same beliefs because a lot of times they won't listen and then it's also the same thing with maybe we don't listen to them but I mean I I just don't see the right thing in racism I guess like it's just not it doesn't make any sense in my mind but um yeah I then the looting and the riots a lot of them have been started by undercover police, is what I'm I've been hearing. Um, which is I've and I've seen videos too. It's completely disgusting and just shocking to say the least, honestly. Because people are actually trying to protest for something they believe in peacefully protest and these people undercover police officers people who are hired people white people who are you know starting throwing starting to throw things in windows and it's just <laughs> disturbing because it's something black people are fighting for their right and it just seems like these people are just doing it to start problems and start war with, not war, I, w- I don't want to say war, but just start issues with police officers among people who are actually trying to protest for something they believe in. And I understand why, if if it's not the police, why other people are looting, because It seems like obviously peacefully protesting isn't working because they're still getting maced by people if they peacefully protest. They're being maced by the police officers, I should say, for peacefully protesting. And, like, I wouldn't be looting, but I just, I, I feel like I understand both sides of where they're coming from because... Peacefully protesting obviously isn't, like I said, isn't working because they're still being tear gassed. They're still being thrown to the ground. They're still being maced in the face. And they're trying to show their anger that they're being discriminated against because of their skin color. And it's it's just so upsetting to see... That black people still have to this day still have to fight for something that should be given to them, which is the right to live, the right to just be stopped by police officers and not just immediately be have the guns pulled on them. And it's just I I don't know. This things have to change within the police departments within this world with racism because it's been going on for so long and i know it's it's probably never going to stop because people still have the mindset of you know they only like white people or things like that but it like they have to just grow up or something because it's not like it's just it doesn't make any sense to me why racism is still a thing at all but I still stand with the black community being having family that is black and being black as well at least partially black it's just I, I I wish I had more words because I I can't even express the upset that I have right now just continually watching the news and watching these police officers just abuse their power and not let these people protest, which is their right to do. But it's it helps to see the white and black people coming out and supporting each other and the white people, you know, going out and showing their support for Black Lives Matter. And it's it it helps to see that. But it's still they like these the police officers have so much more power. They they have mace, which is obviously it's painful, and tear gas, which is also very painful. And they're fighting against people who are just fighting for their right to live and breathe. and I don't know. But that's my view on that situation. I just... I hope people are open to listening to other people talk about this if you have a different mindset and open to you know just talk like civilized people and don't just use the excuse of either trump 2020 or the excuse of all lives matter cuz no one said that no that your life didn't matter we're just saying that right now black people are the people who are being hurt the most by police officers and still coming back with all lives matter. I I get it, your life does matter, but right now there's another group of people who don't feel that way. And it's pretty obvious that you're that these people are being hurt and every day by police officers. And it's just I keep seeing the, um, this, like, comic that's being spread on Instagram and Twitter and things. It's like, um, this person's house is on fire, and someone says, but what about my house? And then their house isn't on fire, obviously. And then the person coming back with, but their house is on fire right now. And then the other person saying, doesn't my house matter? Like, all houses matter. That's it. That's the perfect use of that comic in this case. Because this is what is going on right now. And this is how people feel still to this day that all lives matter. Or in this case, all houses matter. But your house isn't the one on fire. So... Yeah, I'm going to stop recording really quick because my timer's about to run out, but I'll come back really quick. And just like that, we're back. Uh, so that's pretty much all I have to say about that situation. Um, Just keep an open mind and keep supporting Black Lives Matter because... Black Lives Matter. Black Lives... Don't have any less significance than white lives or Hispanic lives or Asian lives. But right now, black lives matter. So, anyway. Um, on to the... Let's see. Um. I think that's all really I have for this podcast. But I did want to end off with... Um, I know a lot of people are still in quarantine, and I know a lot of places are also reopening, but I do want to say to be safe out there if you do go out because it is coronavirus is still a thing, and if you're going to protest, just try to be as safe as possible. Uh, take uh, water with you to spray in your face. If you do get tear gas or or mace, bring masks to cover your, your mouth and have water. Glasses, if possible, or goggles, if possible, to cover your eyes so they they don't get burned. Um, And even if you're just going out for, like, I know a lot of restaurants, at least here in Miami, are opening. If you go out to eat, make sure you stay as safe as possible when you go out. Um, Yeah, just, if you're dealing with anything at home, don't be scared to, to talk about it. Um... Yeah, so I just hope everyone stays safe during this crazy time. If you do go to protest, and if you're still in quarantine, that you're keeping yourself, your mental state good. Because I know that a lot of people are struggling during this time being at home. But we'll get through this. And don't forget to... If you haven't already signed the petition for George Floyd, make sure you go do that as well. Um, Because every sign counts. I think right now it's at like $9 I believe. Um, At least that was the last time I had checked it. I don't know what it's at right now. Could be a completely different number. But just make sure you go sign the petition because every signage counts. You don't have to be 18 to sign the petition. Um, I don't believe you do, at least. You don't have to be 18. Um, So if you're listening and you're younger than 18, make sure you go sign that petition and just keep spreading the love for Black Lives Matter. And that's pretty much it. So thank you for listening to my third episode of What's Going On on with Annabelle Caceres. Uh, I hope to see you back or... Hope you hear me back very soon, which probably be sometime next week. Um, but I love everyone who's listening, and I hope everyone stays safe during this crazy time. So, thank you very much, and goodbye.